On this episode of Rogue Creators, we're talking about... Podcast advertising, when to do it, how to do it. That's right. Get paid, son. You ready? Let's go. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go Rogue X. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with my awesome co-host. Hey, I'm Lauren Lewis. You are. I didn't say your name, but I did introduce you. (laughs) I'm I'm going to get it right at some point, (laughs) and we're going to celebrate when that happens. It's going to be a moment. Hey, we are so excited that you are here, and uh, today we're going to be jumping into... Podcast advertising. We get a ton of questions about when should I start having advertisements on my podcast? How do I do it right? And so we want to kind of dive into that today. Yeah, absolutely. And monetization in general. Yes. Because your podcast could pay for itself and even more on top of that. So very exciting stuff. What That is the dream <laughs> and it can be a reality. So before we do that though, we like to start off with something fun. What is that, Lauren? Each week we like to start our podcast off with what are you obsessed with this week? So Brian, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay. So I am obsessed with a show called Letterkenny on Hulu, Canadian show, like Schitt's Creek, right? So this one's from Crave. I guess the other one was from Pop TV. Yeah. Uh, anyway, hilarious show, but I would, it is, it is not a widespread recommendation. <laughs> uh, make sure that it is strongly advise that you uh that you probably not watch it around there's just a lot of just grab your kids it's no great. don't don't bring the family don't sit them in, down in front of the tv it's just, it is just really funny though it's hilarious I, the canadian writing teams in general are just super hilarious so um i enjoy it it's a lot of uh, a lot of fun i've definitely gotten several other friends involved uh, there are so many one-liner jokes too oh, they're so fun. it's just so funny it's so good and it's really stupid. If you don't <laughs> like stupid comedy, do not watch it. If you don't like a lot of cussing, don't watch it. But if you like Canadians, or a mix of like Hicks and kind of, I mean, there's a whole wide range <clears throat> of people. There is. Yeah. So anyway, hockey players, lots of lots of good stuff there. Lots of good. Lots what did good. you think of Letter Kenny, Lauren? Well, I watched an episode and a half. Um, <laughs> and then I fell asleep. But oh. <clears throat> it That's was fair. really, really funny. Um, there are some, the thing is, is that there's some really funny lines in there, but you have to be with the right people to repeat any of those lines. Yes, uh, it's so, kind of crude and you have to watch it with subtitles because oh, they yes. talk so fast and accents are super thick and you will miss so many things. And there's a lot of words and, and things that just don't make sense. There's a whole guide that actually I found. I got to send that to you, Jacob, of like all of the meanings of things that they are saying. So, yeah, I need that. It, uh, I find myself just like trying to use context, but it doesn't always work for me. <laughs> True. Um, but they make fun of the U.S. a lot and also talk about the U.S. like they live here, which is actually kind of funny, too. So there's anyway. All right. We've talked way too long about this. So, Lauren, what are you obsessed with this week? So I am obsessed with an Instagram account called Zillow Gone Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And so I have um, <clears throat> it was featured on some account that I um follow, which is another reason why you should always tag people and I think because it's a great way to discover accounts. And it is, 
an account, just like it sounds, of crazy listings on Zillow. And it is the best thing ever. You can totally get lost for a straight hour just looking at the weirdest houses. They do Mansion Mondays. So they also do like famous people's houses and everything. Um, It's also how I learned that Dave Ramsey has like a $15 million mansion that's going on sale. Yeah. Um, So it's just really crazy to kind of look at all these different houses, but just really weird houses. It's my favorite. I have really become obsessed with it. Like truly obsessed. I don't like that we say obsessed on this show, but I <laughs> I am obsessed with this the one. The real obsession that this she is has. This is true. This is true. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, uh, make sure you guys send us your obsessions for the week too. We hear from you guys every once in a while on some, some pretty crazy things. So we appreciate it. So keep, keep those coming. I almost made a letter kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps those coming. All right, Lauren, that is what I appreciate about you. You can jump into, we're going to talk about podcast advertising today. Yes. When you should do it and how to do it well. And these are things that we've actually done with uh, some of our clients here at Go Rogax. Uh, actually, we've done mm-hmm. some of this. And so it's uh, exciting to talk about because we just, I don't think we've ever covered this before. No, um, we've talked a little bit. We have a previous episode with um, Daniel Quinn. It's a really great episode talking about Patreon. And mm-hmm. that's another fantastic way um, to monetize your podcast. But today we're really going to be focusing on actual like old school advertisements kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I have a quote. Um, from Single Grain, and it says, according to the podcasting audit study by Bridge Ratings, nice. advertisers are expected to spend $500 million on podcast ads in 2021, a trend that comes on the heels of significant past growth in the sector. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I think a lot of people, this was a missed opportunity that they just like, podcasting, what's up with that? There's still some people that are unsure what a podcast is. Um, they're kind of left in the dark there. Um, podcasting is becoming really big. And so it's a great time to look at it in the ad space. And so I think um, 2021, we're going to see this become a regular part of people's marketing strategy. Yeah, absolutely. And I we, we have always gone to the, you know, really the stance of like, you should be advertising your own products mm-hmm. on your podcast first off uh, but a great way to generate some additional revenue if you have a you know somebody that actually uh, a sponsor that would be great for your audience um, it's a great opportunity to do that and um, pretty high conversion rates as well for that because you have a dedicated audience of people who really want to know about specific products um, and I think that's a great way to pitch advertisers. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like, well, people just skip the ads. And that can be true in some situations. But for me, when I'm doing the dishes and I'm listening to my favorite podcast, I'm not getting my hands out of soapy water and skipping it. It's it's a 30 second. But I do remember a lot of those ads. And, you know, how many of us remember HelloFresh or Casper mattresses from the... Squarespace. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Squarespace. Um, There's another water one. It's a flavored water that's been a huge one on NPR recently. Interesting. They're just really plugging that. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that goes back to that it actually does work. Yeah. Um, That repetitiveness, obviously. And then even on top of that, creative ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, to where they do it really well. Um, you know, honestly, and you know, Reply All was one of those from Gimlet Media. They did interesting ads with Squarespace, and I still remember this. Squarespace advertises everywhere on all the major podcasts uh, around, and but they decided to do ad creative where it was they would call somebody from Squarespace and they would just talk to them about specific, like random things. They're like, hey, what's one of the coolest websites you guys have done? It was like, well, there's one about this cat thing that they, you know. <laughs> it, but it was just interesting because it was a complete, it wasn't just an ad read. Like they made a phone call and talked to the, you know, head of uh, marketing or whatever at Squarespace. So it was very interesting to do it in such a way that um, obviously was very engaging. 
But on top of that, I mean, again, makes people who are listening stop and pay attention to what's going on. Uh, and, you know, obviously Squarespace is big in that internet space anyway. So it was a great fit for the audience. So, yeah. Anyway. So let's kind of get into, kind of dive into the kind of logistics of this. So <clears throat> you have your own podcast. When is a good time to get advertisements? Well, I mean, it honestly depends on, at least from my opinion, when you know your audience size and how much of your audience you're actually getting. Like if mm-hmm. um, people think, and I even if, if you're going after a big you know, HelloFresh, right? If you're right. going after them as an advertiser, they're not going to talk to you. Um, I think it's like a 50,000 download you know, type of threshold. So there are those thresholds that those bigger advertisers need, um, obviously, to hit a bigger audience. Now, when it comes to local, even, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, we have a client who is in a specific space. They don't have a huge audience, but it's a very dedicated niche audience. Mm -hmm. And so if you are consistent with your downloads, consistent with people giving you feedback, you know your audience well, I think you could do it at any time. You just have to obviously be upfront with that uh, sponsor to let them know, hey, these are our downloads. You know, hey, we get 200 downloads per episode, um, but it is consistent every single time. Um, that is really what smaller advertisers are looking for. Um, and again, it just depends on you knowing exactly your audience and what they would be in tune to. Yeah, I think one of the ways that you can kind of start is to kind of just experiment and see what works for you. Um, we obviously, Brian's already mentioned that you want to start with your own product, which yeah. is a great way to learn kind of how the advertising works and how it fits naturally into your podcast, what kind of music you want to do, all that kind of stuff. Um, but another great way is to also allow some businesses, maybe some local favorites that you have, and you know maybe to gift them, hey, we would love to feature you guys for a month and just see how it goes so that you actually also have a little bit of traction of how well your advertising spot would work. That way, when you're actually looking for actual paying advertisers, you actually have some data to back it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that goes back to making sure to track everything that you're doing. Oh, yeah. And so um, test out your own products, uh, like Lauren said. And, and honestly, I mean, we have we have a client that is a service based company mm-hmm. that they do multiple services and so every single episode is they they do a random um, service offering that's already pre recorded ready to go um, and so that way they know and they tell us hey we want this commercial in this episode and so it is it is very beneficial um, obviously to have those things done ahead of time and be able to track those of like hey specific web pages are getting higher traction for that and like you said you're able to then take that data that you have created yourself to an advertiser. So, Yeah. So tell us, what does an ad, what should it actually look like? You know, a five minute monologue at the beginning of your podcast? Absolutely. Every time. <laughs> Make sure that you have the longest read ever. <laughs> there's a, there's a podcast I follow that used to do Patreon and then Patreon like shut it down or some, there was some kind of politics and I don't, anyway, it doesn't matter. But now that he, they do reads at the beginning of their episodes that are insanely long. It's like a two minute read. Oh gosh. And it is the worst. I'm like, dude, I want to support, you know, the advertiser, but they're yeah. also random. They're not necessarily in, and I get it. He has a huge production cost. Like there's a lot that goes into the, the actual podcast itself. So, sure. but it definitely makes it a little bit more difficult. I would say this, I mean, the upfront ads, we, we've talked about different conversions, mm-hmm. um, but the upfront reads, obviously everybody's going to hear those. You want to keep those short, uh, in, in my opinion, because people are ready to get to the content, right? How short? Uh, 15 seconds. Perfect. I would think would be up front. Um, your middle middle of the reads, and again, we always have, I mean, we'll just use um, one of our clients, for example. They do a 15 second at the beginning. 
do the music intro. And then on top of that, they do the show readout. Then they do, uh, he does kind of a, an episode teaser or something talking about the episode, what they're going to be going into. Then they go to a sponsor that's another 30 second. Um, and it really flows well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like, oh, I'm listening to an advertisement now. Um, we do try to identify like, hey, here's the music for the advertisement. Like that's playing. So, you know, people can kind of identify this as an ad uh, because what you don't want to do is do a read and people think it's part of the show. Right. Like you want to put those, those just like with social media, you have to say, hey, this is a sponsored post. I'm being paid to tell you about this product, right? right. And so you want to make sure that those lines are defined. Um, but 30 second in between. And then really even at the end, a lot of your dedicated hardcore fans, if they listen to the very end of your episode and you do an ad spot at the end, those are the higher converting uh, ad spots because those are the people who have listened to the entire episode. They're the ones that are more likely to take action because now the episode's over. Right. Great. I'm going to go check out your sponsor. Um, and so I, again, 30 seconds, I mean, 60 seconds is okay. Maybe for the ad. middle, but that is a very long ad. So think about yourself. Like you don't necessarily want to sit through a bunch of commercials, right. but do it in a way that is appealing uh, to your listener and audience. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't have um, a lot of podcasts that you know of that are doing this and maybe not a lot of experience in that, you know, typically it's partnering with a company and you yourself as the host are reading the spot. And that's really yeah. important because it it's going to be jolting to your listeners to all of a sudden have a completely different voice enter into their sphere. Um, and it also it solidifies trust. Like I trust this product and that's why I'm repping this product for my own podcast. Um, and so make sure to kind of continue to establish that. And Brian has talked about this in previous episodes, the importance of really making sure um, your particular advertisement matches your podcast. Um, For us to, let's say we partnered with like a dog food company would be really weird unless they had some. Thanks, Brian. Dog food Um, company. Here we go. The point was, is that we want to make sure that those advertisements match our company values, our company brand. And so it's really important if you're really searching just for any advertisement, it's it's not going to resonate with your audience and it's not going to convert. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, Thanks for no. being here, Brian. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm here. I'm ready to go. I need another cup of coffee, apparently. Um, but no, I completely agree. You definitely need to make sure. And I think you can have any advertiser I mean, for the most part, sure. we we all make, we purchase dog food, we purchase mattresses, we purchase, you know, website builder. Like there's a lot of things that everybody purchases, but if you want the higher converting ones, you need to make sure that it is targeted specifically. That's going to bring value to your audience, right? right? right. Um, that it makes sense that it matches your brand. Make sure that the core values, like you said, make sure that it all aligns up right. with who you are. One of the podcasts and I, I follow her primary demographic is moms. And so a lot of the advertisements that she allows and sponsors um, are are like parental tools for like screen time things or uh, cell phone companies that are built for teens or those are the kind of things. Like it's definitely geared toward moms who have concerns or for safety or um, how to make a quick meal tonight. You know, like it's yeah. so targeted that, you know, it's not like I'm like, well, this doesn't relate to me. It totally does. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. the cell phone part, but you yeah. know. No, but eventually. Eventually. I mean, you, you get to that point. Yeah. So, um, no, I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, Brian, tell us, <laughs> what are the keys to success <laughs> with podcast ads? Keys to success. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on your own strategy, your sure. own goals, uh, your own KPIs, whatever you guys are focused on. Like, um, I think it needs to be realistic. Right. Uh, and that, I think, is is going to be the hard part because... 
your advertisers obviously are wanting the most bang for their buck, right? They want to be able to know, hey, me investing in your show is obviously going to pay off. Um, but I think being able to be realistic, especially if you've never had paid sponsorship on your show, make sure that, that um, you know, say, hey, this is, we're testing this out, we're trying this out, but we're also in, including specific links for every episode or specific links for every um, social media post that you do. So that way you can track that. So whether that's through Bitly um, or wherever, you want to make sure that obviously what you're defining as success of like, hey, is it brand awareness? Are we just trying to get your name out there? Um, or do we actually want them to purchase a product? Do we want to say, hey, go to this link and buy this book or go to this link and sign up for this service? Um, I think that's something you have to talk through with your uh, sponsor, but it is definitely something that everybody needs to be on the same page up front because what you don't want on the back end is, hey, we've done a three-month sponsorship and nobody has purchased our product. It's like, well, we drove you know 5,000 views to your, your website every single month like that is something, but if that's not part of their goals, then obviously it's not going to matter. Yeah. And I would say, you know, to really start small and to, you know, like what Brian's saying, being realistic, but starting small, it's like, Hey, our goal is we're going to get one sponsor, maybe from the local community that we know someone that might be an easy ask to try this out. My second thing that I would also say is to kind of start looking at developing a media kit for if you're actually going to do this long-term, um, a media kit just has information about your show, how it'd be beneficial to any sponsor and a little bit of the stats about what they can expect from your audience. And so, um, you can put that together and might have your prices as well, or a contact information information on how to do that. Um, but that way, when people do reach out, it's easy for you to say, oh, I have this already built out. It gives you credibility, makes you look professional. Um, and it's just a fantastic resource for you as a podcaster to also think about who really is my audience and, and who would be a, a really good match for a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We do that actually here at Go Rogue. Mm -hmm. um, we put together those uh, for a lot of our clients as yeah. well. They're looking at getting into podcast advertising because we want to make it easy for them to be able to pay for that production as well, right. you know, through that sponsorship as well as impact their audience. So absolutely. Wow. Is that it? <laughs> that was, We're that's wrapping all it I've up. Got. Man, that's awesome. Well, good. Well, hey, I hope that you guys found a lot of value in this episode. And if you are interested in doing podcast sponsorships, are we taking on sponsors? We are actually. Look at that. If you are looking to sponsor a podcast, let us know. Give us a call. Go to roadcreators.club. I'm going to get used to saying it at some point Sure. Uh, to check out all the show notes and everything and obviously ways to get in touch with us or work with us. Um, but if you are a podcaster and want more information about that, please, please feel free to reach out. Um, we'd love to help you out with that process because again, um, I think it's mutually beneficial for everybody involved. If you find the right sponsor for the right show, for the right audience, it's obviously going to work out. So. Boom. There we go. There we down. Are. It's been fantastic. Make sure you guys go over and subscribe. We're going to be pushing a lot of the reviews too. We yeah. don't talk about that. Yeah. What do you guys want for a giveaway? We have t-shirts and we have Yeah, all we would kinds love of... if you guys would, if there's what you're finding beneficial, if you could drop us a review, it really helps us to be able to continue to expand our audience. Absolutely. And we're going to do a giveaway, but you should go ahead and do it right now. Yeah. And then maybe we'll, we'll circle back and do it. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, until next week, we'll see you then. Thanks. Jacob, you ready for rapid fire? Lauren, you ready for rapid fire? I am rapid. I am ready for rapid fire. <laughs> You're rapid fire. She's rapid fire ready.
Oh my gosh. You've Let's taken my job thing. away and now it's Jacob. So now I'm, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. my gosh. All right. Question number one. Do you like surprises? No, oh, man. I, right. do, I do not like surprises. Tell us why. I have to process. Yeah. My awesome wife, she uh, did an amazing surprise party for us once. Uh, and it was like a big thing at the church. And I walked in and it took me probably an hour or so before I finally started to have fun. It's not that I wasn't going to have fun. I just, man, I cannot walk into anything happening and just be taken off guard. You? I do not like surprises. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I, it's because I want people, I don't know how to react because I want to make sure that I know like, <laughs> it's the same reason why like opening my Christmas present from you this year. Like I just wanted to open it in private because I'm scared if I'm not enthusiastic enough, you're not going to see how thankful I am. And it just puts too much pressure. And then I just shut down. I have no idea how to react to opening gifts or surprises or anything like that. I, I feel your pain, Lauren. <laughs> Thank you. Thank now, you. On the other hand, though, Alex, my wife, she is like all about, she does the best responses to gifts oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. She's always ex- exactly where she needs to be in excitement. No matter what the gift is. Right. I want to achieve that level. Not there. All right. Rapid fire two. Yep. What was your first job? Go ahead, Lauren. <laughs> I was a barista when I was 12. <laughs> Child labor laws do not exist in Central Arkansas. <laughs> My uh, parents owned a coffee shop, so I started working and pulling just regular shifts at the coffee shop when I was 12 and uh, learned how to time shots and all that kind of stuff, and I loved it. Interesting. Yes, yes. Interesting. <laughs> So my parents owned a donut shop. Yeah. So I, there was like, I don't know that I ever officially had a job there. Oh. I just tried to well, sell. I made donuts and I would try you to sell just them. Just like hold on a napkin. Can you buy this donut? Yeah. I mean, I would want people to, I wouldn't want to get paid for the donut I made. Right. It doesn't work. Uh, but my first job was at Sonic. Oh, yes. Yeah. You did you have the that story. roller skates? Did not have the roller skates. I did car hop though quite a bit. Mm. And I would, uh, you know, pick up chicks as the... Yeah, guy. I'm thinking about that. Probably the wrong chicks. Mm-hmm. If I was glad uh, I never <laughs> visited that Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> was oh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was very stressful, and I have a lot of empathy for people in the food service industry. Yes, because uh, that was crazy. But I worked really hard. Drove a lowrider. Car hopped on the weekends. You were so so cool. many layers. <laughs> I was so cool. <laughs> All right, that was great. Yeah, we're out. Listen, uh... Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.